She's Rachel Casey. She's Maddie Weiner. And we're the smartest smartest people in the room. We have a lot of opinions on film. And we just can't shut up about it. Ain't that the truth? (laughs) (laughs) This is a podcast where we shoot the shit. Just like Robert Richardson shot Shutter Island and Hugo with Eat, Pray, Love right in between. This week we're discussing... Every day I think I wish I could watch Tar right now. Twitter's dying. Oh, fire. Don't worry, darling. Blonde. Fire of love. So stay tuned. <laughs> Hi, everyone. We're back. <laughs> Did you miss us? Um, Probably. I think so. I missed, I I missed, missed us. us. I missed us, too. <laughs> I, miss, I miss us, Maddie. Today I was thinking about <laughs> listening to old ones. I was like, I should listen to old ones because then I can hear us. <laughs> um... <laughs> So I, I feel like we should start by giving an update yeah, on we why we have been gone on so long. On why we didn't record a podcast for four months. Yes, it's because three months. it was not, it was the, we did the one about, uh... I think we recorded it in like late August and then it was released in mid-September. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Woo. Well, um, we made a movie. We made a movie. So that's why. <laughs> um, and Rachel's also had other stuff going on on top of that. I haven't really, but. Um, yeah. A girl's got to work. A girl's got to work. <laughs> Tell me about it, dude. I wish it wasn't the case. <laughs> I wish it wasn't the case, but it is. Um, I am editing the movie right now. I made a rough cut, which Rachel's going to watch when we're done. May's going to show it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be pretty good, but I don't know. I'm like sure it's gonna be pretty mm-hmm. good actually um it's gonna be under 15 minutes and that's what i'm really happy about hell yeah <laughs> so um yeah it's gonna be good but not much really else to report on there it was a pretty enlightening experience i will say i can't honestly <clears throat> say that it was like fun it was fun you know what was fun pickups was fun pickups with just macy yeah and Corey. That was fun. When they were climbing out the bathroom, that was fun. That was I had fun. A lot of fun. When they were climbing out the bathroom, that was fun. Yeah. I think... Spoilers for the movie. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. Someone climbs out of the bathroom and I can tell you that. You don't even know who Macy and Corey are. Like, yeah. Um, but uh, it was a very stressful process. And, it, is, and, it is very stressful when you are doing it. And we really jumped with in. With very few people and very few people who know what they're doing none of us know what we're and, doing and I, the in, in the in the best way yeah yeah, yeah. like so, not not in the best but you know mm-hmm. i think it was everybody like, did a wonderful job for not knowing what right. we were doing but like <laughs> you know if you don't know what you're doing it's very stressful yes <laughs> especially when you're supposed to be in charge <laughs> um maddie did an excellent job oh. it will it will come as it will come as a surprise to no one <laughs> well, thank you um i feel like we did a good job i feel like we were we handled it really well. We did? Gonna, yeah, so. I think we did a good mm-hmm. job. And. I think the result's going to be really good. Yeah. So, I think that the actors had a good time and were happy with everything, pretty much. Um, and that was good. That was important to me. Um, I was going to say, that was important to Maddie. Not not really necessary to make a good film, but important to Maddie. Well, I just didn't want <laughs> them to be, like, not, like, unhappy to be there. You mm-hmm. know? Um. That was really it. I, I didn't really care if they were like, oh my god, that was the best set I've ever been on. But I just didn't <laughs> want them to be, like, not happy. Yeah. You know? I wanted to keep them happy. Everyone and, um, was happy. And everyone was happy. And and that is also just because they were, like, 
optimistic fun people like that's true you know they were it was a really great cast and obviously the crew was mainly our friends (laughs) they were all great (laughs) shout Uh, out to the cast next time um i will not be conscripting all my friends into helping because it just made me feel really guilty even though everybody wanted to be there and volunteered it's gonna be next time if you want to do it you're gonna you're gonna have to be like no well now they all know what it's like <laughs> yeah now they so now, now they, they all have experience <laughs> if, if i want to do it again and if they're like that was the super fun and i want to do it again <laughs> hell yeah Bring it on. But I have a feeling that <laughs> some of them don't feel that way. And that's totally fine. <laughs> and I, yeah. And now, now that we have one, we can actually probably get professionals yeah, more, involved. Yeah, more people to be like, oh, you mm-hmm. you have made something I can right, look at. Right, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So it was good. And it'll be out at some point for everyone to see. It'll be out and it'll be about. And <laughs> it, it will be out and it will be about. It will. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but. So, not only do we have a podcast about movies, but we can now say that we are movie we are makers. Filmmakers. We are filmmakers. I am, I am a filmmaker. Movers and shakers. <laughs> Damn. It's crazy. It's it is crazy. It is, it is crazy. But also because of, you know, filming the movie, not only do we not have time to record a podcast, but I certainly did not have time to watch movies. Yeah, it's been a real struggle. I've, the fact that I've gotten any in, I'm like... More recently, I've found things have finally calmed down. I've been unable mm-hmm. to finally get in there, mm-hmm. get back I've, to my I've watching ways. Well, God, okay. So I'm going to pull up the last one and see what we talked about. Because I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't remember either. Um... Am I subscribed to my? I own think we show? talked about three thousand years of longing, which woof. No, that was before. Oh, okay, that one. yeah. Um, uh, we talked about. Damn, we did talk about three thousand. I'm telling you, it was That's about three thousand so years of longing. And and nope, and bodies, bodies, bodies. Woof. That's crazy. Summer movies. We were literally <laughs> okay. talking about summer. Well, movies. I've seen. A, I have actually seen a lot of movies since then. So. I have not actually. There's but. a lot that I can talk about then. Cool. Um, so, I have a feeling we're just probably gonna end up talking about the Banshees of Inisherin for a while since Banshee's we since we both beautiful. saw it we and we both really liked start it. With that one. Yeah, let's um, do it. Gorgeous. Th- loved it. Loved it. Uh, thought um, it was uh, Martin McDonough's magnum opus. I mean, I have seen all of his movies, and it is by far the best one. I have never seen any of his <clears throat> movies, so you haven't even seen Three Billboards. Nope. Wow. Because you said it was so bad, I didn't. Bother. I hate it. <laughs> So Rachel hates three billboards, but she loves banshees. Yeah, I mean, Crazy. truly, what a one eighty. Mm-hmm. I like In Bruges. I think it's good. Mm-hmm. Seven Psychopaths is not very good. I remember when that came out and like seeing the trailer, and th- and even I think I was like, that seems a little too edge lord for me. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's it's fine. Yeah. I just don't know if the writing is great, but um, what else did he do? Plays, <laughs> plays, plays. Blaze. And um, you can tell with Banshee's and Sharon that yes. that's his main thing. But not in a bad way um, at all. Also today I was reminded that um, I saw a quote from an interview from with Martin McDonough that was like, who do you trust the most to, or like uh, whose opinion matters the most to you on your writing? Like where you know like this is it. And mm-hmm. he was like, my girlfriend. And then it was like, oh, it's Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I forgot. That's right. Oh, my God. I forgot, too. Yeah. I know. I, I would feel the same way, honestly, if Phoebe Waller-Bridge was my girlfriend. I'd be like, her opinion matters. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and then I was reminded, though. I was like, damn. I forgot that they were dating. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so, <laughs> but yes, no, beautiful. I thought, I have, a, I have a lot of thoughts about it. It's definitely, I think it's the best movie I've seen that has come out this year. I Like, my favorite movie that mm-hmm. I've seen that's come out this year. I really, I really enjoyed the themes. I really just, I mean, the Irishness of it all is just, it's so fun. Like, it's mm-hmm. so great. I think it's mm-hmm. so fun the way they speak and the way they talk so that it's almost like giving you this, um like fantastical yeah like vibe from it mm-hmm. because it almost feels not real and in a mm-hmm. way it's it's not real it right is because an allegory it is almost a fable it is definitely an allegory and I, and I think a fable but also mm-hmm. like to the characters in the movie it's also not real because mm-hmm. they live you know isolated on an island and they only know each other and the war is happening on the mainland right and so even they are almost living in a fantasy yeah within the actual story yeah um but i i really enjoyed it i thought it was great i thought the writing was great i thought the cinematography which i was particularly um critical of in three billboards was much better mm-hmm. it was somebody wasn't it <laughs> obviously <laughs> it was somebody it certainly was somebody uh, i feel like i looked this up already and I was a person like, oh. perhaps with a um, camera <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe it. It's Ben Davis. Ben Davis. He did three billboards. He did Here's a, the thing. He did you a can't better really job. Fuck up Ireland. It's pretty hard to do. It's pretty. I mean, it's a it's a great point. <laughs> yeah, it's a great point. Um, I yeah, I thought it was so well written and like believable. Yeah. Um, and I <laughs> did I tell you this already? I really related to. Oh yeah, we kind of like started. We like started to have like an argument on the phone, on like texting, but then you were like, "No, we can't have this argument." Oh, that's right, that's right. <laughs> when he, when he, when he had that one part where he was like, "I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I just don't want to hang out with you anymore. I have a finite amount of time on this earth, and I don't want to spend it talking to you." I was like, "That's fucking real." You're like, "You get that's it." That's real. Like, I, I think it. That was part part of the reason that it made me cry. Yeah, which it made me cry twice was because I was like. Ugh, like and it made I, me cry. It made me cry when the when the pony died. You know, I'm a sucker for a an I animal remember. death. I I think I or the cried. donkey. Sorry, no, I cried when Brendan Gleeson like picked him up after he got beat up and put him back and on put the him cart. back on the cart. And then he cried. That made me cry. I just it was so sad at the end it, it mm-hmm. with the donkey when he's like so downtrodden and he has no friends left mm-hmm. whatsoever mm-hmm. and then yeah. even his poor donkey like dies Ooh. in the most um Barry Keoghan dies literally all his friends. literally that was so tragic I know. his last of such great writing though where mm-hmm. his you know and the woman was like there's gonna be two deaths and yeah there was and there was um and there was so like yeah and mm-hmm. Barry Keoghan he's like you know he's like. He's like, well, I had to try. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. He's so good. I think he's such a good I actor. I love him. I think he's such a good actor. And his, like, his, him and his little freaky, his little I freaky dinks he plays. I told my dad <laughs> when we, like, sat down to the movie, I was like, that and that, that guy. He always plays little weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> he's always getting his freak on. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, what would I know Colin Farrell from? And I was like, Colin, what would you know Colin Farrell from? And then I was like. I don't know what you would know. <laughs> Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, you don't watch The Lobster. You didn't see The Beguiled. You didn't see... You seen Miami Vice? Maybe. <laughs> but I didn't mention that one. But yeah. I was like, you know Colin Farrell. He was like, I recognize him. I was like, you know him. You know him. You know. He probably knows Colin Farrell from his 90s, 2000s yeah. days before he took a break and then 
started going in a totally different direction yeah. with his career. Yeah. And then he was like, and the other guy, I was like, it's Mad Eye Moody, Dad. He was like, of course it's Mad Eye Moody. It's Mad Eye Moody. <laughs> he was like, of course. And he should have just been like Brendan Gleeson, the the patriarch of the Gleesons. That would not have helped my dad. No, I know, I know, but we do love the Gleesons. And the sister, I just loved her. I thought she was. I thought she was great. I don't I think I've great. seen her she before. She lovely. Loved her voice, loved her. She was great. Her little tears. Thought she was great. But I really, really enjoyed all of it. I enjoyed how it felt like, like I said, like a fantasy. And at the same time, obviously, I was thinking a lot about about the allegory of Ireland Mm -hmm. itself. (laughs) And the parallel of, you know, the war happening and Mm -hmm. the actual story being an, an allegory for... Mm-hmm. the civil war in ireland I, I need to learn more about the civil war in ireland because i only really know about it from the troubles on yeah. i don't know about it pre-troubles like which obviously there was a lot going on pre-troubles like there wouldn't be troubles if there wasn't stuff before the <laughs> troubles like because like, it's like it was because they didn't want to be part of the uk anymore yeah it's... and that was when they divided it in the in the yeah okay yeah I need to just read more about it and learn more about it because it's my ancestors. Very true. <laughs> but I also enjoyed, like, yeah, I mean, just what? I just really felt, like, the potency of the story mm-hmm. from Colin Farrell's side, mm-hmm. where you were on more Brendan Gleeson's side. No, but that's the thing. And I totally understood where Brendan Gleeson's coming from. You should absolutely be allowed to say, I don't want to be your friend anymore. But also, Colin Farrell has such a great point of, and, you know, this yeah. this idea of, like, of why can't you just be nice? Right. You know, why Why are you being mean? And right. But it's it's a very interesting ex- exploration, I think, of how easy it is for us all to become hardened, cynical people. Yes. I mean, Colin Farrell's, like, his performance, like, and, and his, like, he, he really forces you. I, there's something about his face that he can like project his emotions like into your eyes That's and true. then you feel them. You do. <laughs> and you really get what he's feeling. But I yeah, I also just really liked the yeah, sort of like the fable like quality of mm-hmm. like I don't know because I've just been thinking more and more just generally about I hate to be and I still I still like agree with this. I you know, I was always the person who was like these be kind signs and people's yards aren't doing shit. And I still agree with that. But I also have just been thinking more about like the lack of kindness in our world. Well, it's gotten worse. Because <laughs> it's gotten worse. Yeah. 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 You know, like, of course, I'm not saying that like kindness will solve all the problems if we're just nice to each other. But at the same time, I'm like, no one is nice to each other anymore. Like right. nobody is nice to each other. <laughs> right. There's no just like human decency. Right given to someone mm-hmm. anymore. But it's it also is really hard because, you know, they're stuck on an island and Colin Farrell doesn't have any other friends. Mm-hmm. And this is his friend. And mm-hmm. it's hard to be like... I understand where Brendan Gleeson's coming from of like, I don't want to be friends with you anymore and I have to cut you off completely or else I know you'll like weasel your way back in. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Very good movie. My favorite of the, of the season for sure. It's definitely in my top four. I feel like my top four of the year right now is super solid. I... There's a chance it might get, some stuff might get unseated, but I don't know. It might not. We'll see. We'll see. Might There's be. not that much more to go. Mm-hmm. But then I also, I also missed some things that I really mm-hmm. wanted to see. I didn't see Tar. 
Maddie saw Tar. Oh, Tar. Did I see Tar? Do I want to see Tar every day? Every day, I think I wish I could watch Tar right now. Seriously. <laughs> um, we're getting it at the library at some point, and boy, am I going to be the top it's of that. It's on VOD. I could pay to watch it right now, but really I'm pay not going to pay $20 no. to watch it. Um, not that it's not worth $20, but... I could have seen it in the theater for 10 Yeah. So... Um, it's, fa- it's, it's, it's unbelievably good. It is crazy. Like... The way they just, like, haunted me since I saw it. Mm. It's so dense. It's got so much going on. That's why I want to rewatch it. Because yeah. I know that there's stuff I missed. They I know that there's, the like, time. all these little references and things. You will really appreciate all the music stuff. I'm sure that's true. You really will. Like, when she talks about conducting and stuff. I yeah. really want to read the screenplay so bad. I, can't, I hope that it gets released when, like, the the Oscars, With the screenplay, yeah. Yeah, um... Certainly a contender for consideration for original because apparently it's only ninety four pages. That's wild. And it's a three hour movie. That's and, wild. And he says like there's like a disclaimer at the beginning that's like if you're seeking to finance this film, no, it will not be ninety four minutes. It will be much longer. Like it's that's like so interesting. Yeah, he's because like, I just heard the t- the other the the complete opposite. Oh really? Babylon is one hundred eighty six pages. And apparently when Margaret Robbie first saw it and was talking to Damien Chazelle, she was like, so what are you going to cut? And he was like, nothing. It's going to be a minute a page. And it is 186 minutes. King. They're both kings. <laughs> They're both kings for different reasons. I can't wait to see Babylon. That's I can't wait to see but Babylon I, either. You know, I, I worry. I feel like I'm going to have to like really try to see it in the theaters if I want to yeah. get it in time for my end of the year list. Of course. Um, but yeah, I want to see Babylon, Women Talking, White Noise, Fablemans... I still want to see Armageddon Time, which is out. It's about to go on, away. On No, it's on VOD. It's on VOD now? Okay. Yes, I would like to see Armageddon Um, I would like to see Triangle of Sadness. I really missed me it. Me too. I missed it too. There's some other stuff that I'm not remembering right now, but um, but yeah, those are the main ones, I think. Yeah. Oh, Decision to Leave. When Decision to Leave, it's, uh, really, it's releasing in January, December. It's coming to the speed sooner than that. That's true. That's right. That's right. Um... I have a whole list of stuff, but, uh, but yeah, Tar was amazing. Kate Blanchett, if she doesn't win Best Actress, I will consider it a robbery. Interesting. And the thing is, though, I feel like the Best Actress race is going to end up being some very different styles. It's definitely and that's going, going to. to be the key because her performance is so real. Yeah. Well, people were out here thinking Lydia Tarr was a real person. That's true. Like, they were oh, like, I mean, the description of the film doesn't, you know. Right, sure. But yeah. they're like, it's so lived in and real. And you can tell she's like really like, it's, it's, it's truthful. Yeah. And then that's going to be juxtaposed against... Michelle Yeoh, who's doing something completely, completely different. different. Completely different. And it's like, what are they going to pick? I don't know. The actors are a finicky bunch. They are. But it doesn't matter because they only nominate. However, they still are the largest branch of the Academy. Yes. It's just going to be very interesting. So it will be very interesting. I do think at this point, I think it's like three ways between Kate and Michelle and Michelle. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard too. And uh, I've heard she's doing something completely different also. Yeah. Something much more like... Spielbergian, <laughs> I mean, you know, so, but Kate Blanchett, ooh, look at me, unprofessional with my phone, not on silent. Kate Blanchett's performance is great, uh, just, mm. and I want to just quote it all the time, but nobody else has seen it except for Aaron, so he's the only <laughs> one who gets it, but it's like, like, it's just, like, there's so many little things, and the whole, and the movie is so funny, and people, I feel like people, I'm off Twitter, update, uh, with the whole shit show happening over there. I decided to bail. 
we'll see if I come back <laughs> or if it crashes and burns. Every time I've tried to get on since I got off, which is I, I have been I deleted it off my phone, but I have hopped on the browser just to like check and see if I missed anything important because I don't know where to get my news. <laughs> I, I get that. that out. But um, it has taken forever to load. Every Interesting. Time. So, um, but um, I feel like I keep seeing people being like, "Tar is actually so funny," and I'm like, "Why are we? We everybody's presenting it as if they're the first one to think of it." And it's like, "No, Tar is funny." Everybody in the theater was laughing when I saw it. It's a Todd funny, Field funny is funny. Movie. Yeah, it's like funny they're, movie. I want to see his, his other movies, but um, the whole movie builds to this like one joke mm-hmm. that is. <laughs> oh. I can't even tell you. It's, that was it's a chef's kiss. So, I did a chef's it. kiss. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's like a really, there's so many good parts. There's so many good parts. It's so good. The music's good, obviously. It's like weird and creepy. There's there's allegorical elements, supernatural elements. Like, it's like right up my alley. Definitely. To the point where, as I said on Twitter, I unfortunately related to Lydia Tarr <laughs> a little bit uh, in the same way I related to um, Reynolds Woodcock. Where I was like, oh boy, this isn't good. <laughs> but it is what it is. It's just, you know, the control freak artistic person. Thing. Yeah. And just and just being pretentious also and, and, and really caring about the art form, which Reynolds Woodcock and Lydia Tarr both do and I do also, to the point of being annoying to other people. <laughs> but um but yeah, it was great. Like they really do present it like it's like real. Like the movie opens with her being interviewed for the, at the New Yorker festival, and it's the real <laughs> New Yorker guy. Like you know, people play themselves in the movie. It's great. You're gonna really like Tar. I can't wait to see it. I know I will like it. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, we've had just a rough go of it in our in our movie theaters lately here, mm-hmm. just because like things are only there for like a week because there's so such mm-hmm. a limited space, and fucking Black Panther took up a bajillion theaters. <sighs> it was so annoying. Like I, my coworker Nick was like trying to buy movie tickets to something, and he was like, "Why are there so many Black Panther showings?" And I was like, "Why? Why? why? I agree, Nick. Why? Why? I do kind of want to see it, but like on Disney Plus. I'm yeah, I want to watch it on Disney Plus. I'm not gonna go to the theater. I just, I, I'm really intrigued by the. Atlanteans. I don't know what they're called in this because they changed it, but they're Atlanteans in the original comics. Because um, they're like the the Aztec shit. I yeah. love that. I love it. Um, there was a whole big drama on the internet today, too, about this guy that writes for the Hollywood Reporter, Scott Feinberg. Mm-hmm. Like, putting... He, like, wrote some article that was, like, how, how um, some actors, like, like baggage may may prevent them like may shadow their oscar hopes or something like that and it was basically about how like some people who are up for contention um for potential oscars or awards have like this like personal history or baggage that might make them not involved so it was like uh, like and then so he was talking about like letitia wright in the same vein as like will smith and like (laughs) and Brad Pitt and like uh, and like people like these men who had done like act like actually like abusive things. Yeah. <laughs> but also And then Letitia Wright called him him out yeah. and was like I've like kept my mouth shut for two years and like not talked about it. I know like I know like I posted that video and then I apologized for it and then like I just like suffered the death threats and like haven't said anything but like how dare you put me in the same article as, like, men who are, like... Violent. Violent. (laughs) 
and abusers and like she's right but also is Letitia Wright really in contention I think so you think so I don't think she's like actually in contention is she I think she's okay supporting actress is so like that's fair. That's fair. Out of, out of, like, no, nobody knows. Yeah. However, do I really think she's in, like, a top seven? No. But do I think she's in a top ten? Yeah. So, like, you okay, know what I'm okay. saying? Like, I don't think it's, like, a... Is Will Smith in it? Yeah. They're releasing Emancipation. What's that? It's the, uh, um, oh, why is it the director escaping me? Um, Apple Plus and... Oh. Apple TV Plus. But it's the, um... Why is he? Why can't I I'm think of look. his name? It's killing me. Because he's famous. Antoine. Antoine Fuqua. Fuqua. Yeah, Antoine Fuqua. What did he do? And he made this um, movie, and everybody was like, "Are they going to release it this year? Are they going to like wait to release it? Like, what are they going to do?" And they are releasing oh, it. He did Training Day. Um. Okay. <laughs> they are releasing it. Which I personally think is the right choice, if yeah. it were me. Because, like, what? You're going to wait another year? Nothing's going to be different. You might as well just release it. You get, well release get it, it out of your hair. People don't really... Because you don't have Killers of the Flower Moon this year, and you will have Killers of the Flower Moon next year. Yeah. So just, like, just, get, just dump Emancipation. Mm-hmm. Like, also, like... Not to, like, minimize the whole Will Smith thing, but I don't really see the voters in the academy holding it against him one way or another i really don't a lot of a lot of the people a lot of the like traditional old guard in the academy probably don't yeah i i can see the academy producers not wanting him back for damn sure not allowed to be yeah so even if he's nominated he can't be there but also like (laughs) I don't know what are the chances that his performance in this movie is so good that he's exactly. up against exactly. Brad Pitt or Adam Driver or all these other dudes. Yeah. Or Colin I, Farrell who's going to win. Yeah. Like I don't really see that happening. So No, it's, it's not like, going to happen. It's a, it's a fun little thought experiment for you Scott, but really we're but then there the were other world. there were like other journalists, like female journal like a female journalist I can't remember who she worked for, mm-hmm. Sarah something. I don't know. Um look her up and credit her later yes but yeah she was also like tweeting about it about how like because she criticized his article too and he like messaged her and was like like dm term was like why are you being mean to me like Mm kind of thing like i truly let's take a break but i think this is a perfect segue to talk about how film twitter and twitter in general is dying and how these twitter brained journalists what the fuck like Messaging people. It's crazy, but we'll take a break and then we'll come back. Okay, Twitter. Twitter has damaged journalists' brains. Yeah, especially media journalists. Yes. Oh my God. Um, But Twitter's dying. Probably. That means film Twitter's dying. And I don't know. What I'm gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I be know. honest. I am addicted to Twitter, uh, so it's been a bit of a struggle for me. I've downloaded a bunch of ebooks to my phone mm. to have something else to look at because I just I and I deleted Twitter off my phone, uh, and I've been on Instagram a lot. But like, I just don't know where I'm gonna get like 
film updates and news and stuff, you know? I gotta figure that out. It is a great point, because as much as... I don't know. I'm not one of those people... It doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. Not in, like, a, I don't mean that in, like, I'm no. better than you. But just, like, I, I tend to just not take things as personally most of the time. That's the thing. In and, the end, it's going to be a boon yeah. when Twitter dies for me because I do take things... I do get upset about things that I shouldn't. I yeah. do take things personally that just doesn't make any sense, but... And so it's always be been, like, a good place. One, obviously, for me to connect with people to talk about the things that I want to talk about that I don't have, like, a, mostly don't have a personal community, like, in-person community mm-hmm. to talk about that. And But also, it was always great for me to see the stupid arguments mm-hmm. <laughs> because it made me really think about things. And, you know, mm-hmm. it always makes me yeah. think, do I agree with this this argument or do yeah. I not? And, like, let me explore this further and has always, like, expanded my knowledge of of culture. And don't get me wrong. Most of the time when I would see stuff on Twitter, like, stupid arguments, that made me mad. It was the kind of mad where it's, like, fun. Yeah. Where I'm like, this yeah. idiot. Exactly. Like, you know? like, for me, it was always fun. Like yeah. some Only sometimes would it upset me. when It, it would only <laughs> upset me when it really seemed like everyone was agreeing with the wrong opinion and it would make me go what kind of a world am I living in that right. people think this? Like, I just get so existential about that stuff. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, I'll miss it. I mean, it'll go away. I'm still hanging on for now, mm-hmm. but... I just don't know. Where are we going to get our... Because, like... I guess it... we're going to have to start our own little, like, Louisville circle. I don't know. Or, like... But but when it comes to, like, international film news, though, yeah. it's like, am I going to have to find websites? Oh, God. That's the problem. Read reviews in full and not just tweets. I mean, I'm on Letterboxd, so there is that. That's true. The problem, yeah, that's one of the problems is that, like, while I do agree that, like, uh, critical aggregation has really diminished the value of criticism, Mm -hmm. um, like Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, I think those kind of, like, critical aggregators have made people more against Mm -hmm. criticism. I do appreciate the aggregation of news and conversation. Yes. yes. And like the thing about the news too is that so much so much news now is behind paywalls. Yeah. And I can't afford that shit. No, it's so true. I really wish for so many things with paywalls that I could just pay a nominal amount to view this one article instead of having to subscribe to your whole newspaper forever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Can I just pay 75 cents to read this one article? Mm-hmm. And then bill me at the end of the month or something. Or, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. They would make more money that way. I know they would. They would make, I mean, they're selling the year-long subscriptions for a dollar. So, like, mm-hmm. if you if you had somebody pay a dollar to read the article, like, yeah. you'd make more money. Yeah. We'll figure it out. But it is sad. Um, I can't say I've made friends on there. <laughs> no, I certainly haven't made friends. Yeah, I saw so many people on that night where everybody thought it was going to go... And everybody was, like, eulogizing it. And they were like, I've made a lot of friends on here. I was like, you have? <laughs> like, everyone who I was friends with on Twitter, I made in real life or in, like, a through my comics. Yeah. But, th- but no one discovered my comics on Twitter. That mm. never happened. And I always wanted it to, and it never did. Never happened. Twitter... Did not do much for me in my life, I will say. Really didn't. Other than make me mad and stressed. Um, 
but it did give us the Don't Worry Darling news cycle, and that was beautiful. And that was beautiful. And we had many, many beautiful news cycles. We had many beautiful news cycles. I mean, the Oscars. The Knives Out, the Knives Out uh, 2 casting. Yes. Great. Mm -hmm. Great news cycles. Um, Every time a new one would pop up, we'd be like, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What what other stuff did we get out of film Twitter? I'm trying to think. Um... Well, we got the inevitable. Oh, <laughs> the discourse, the 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 Marvel discourse, recursive, almost Nietzschean in its recursiveness. Yes. discourse. It's so true. Or is that who I'm thinking of, Kierkegaard? I don't know. Some philosopher. I don't know philosophy. The Eternal Return. Whoever came up with that, <laughs> get mad like, at me. That sounds like Kierkegaard. <laughs> the Eternal Return of the Marty versus Marvel, <laughs> or just anybody versus anybody Marvel. Anybody versus Marvel. God, honestly, fuck Marvel. I, like, it, it, it's just like at, I'm at the point now where anybody who is even remotely online and has seen the arguments and is still like with Marvel, I'm like, you are, you are, you, you know what you are? You're a consumer. Yep. You are a consumer. They're all consumers. I wouldn't, if somebody called me a consumer, I'd be pissed. I don't want to be a consumer and they don't care. And yeah. and we're not saying that if you like Marvel movies that you are stupid. That's not what we're saying. We're saying that if you think that Marvel movies are good for film as an industry or and as an art, then you're incorrect. Yeah. They're fine to like. They're fine. Nobody's like mad. I'm not mad if you like them. No. No. That's fine. But if you These just... People you, who defend them. You just can't argue with me that they're like, you know... If you think that, Marvel that, needs defending, you're a fool. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're a fool. Although, Bob Iger. Back as Disney Bob CEO. Bob Iger back. Craziness. Craziness. It should be Shock. very interesting to see what happens there because a lot of this shift to Disney Plus was a Bob Chapek mm-hmm. orchestration. Mm-hmm. And clearly it was something was not working behind the scenes if well, they brought Bob Iger back. Because it's Bob's. not... Well, first of all, like the parks are struggling um the parks they're like prices keep going up they have had actually a really hard time apparently that like the big star wars thing has been like a disaster the like star wars hotel that they built Mm -hmm. has been like people are paying for it still of course but it's like all the reviews of it are like not worth it like not good and there's been just a lot of issues with like the ticketing and like um, but anyways, so yeah. it's just, like, the parks are, like, people are, like, the parks are fucking nuts, and, like, anyways. And then, like, I saw a tweet that was, like, I wonder what made, uh, made them think that Bob Chapek wasn't right when, uh, Enchanted made $340 million at the box office, and they were, like, hmm, maybe we should not have Enchanted 2 make any money. I know. I was, like, it's going straight to Disney Plus? That's crazy. It is Maya Rudolph in it? Like, what? I will say, though. I've been watching Andor, and that's pretty good. I have heard that. I really that. like it. And I'm going to watch it, probably. It's really commie. I'm not, like, opposed to Disney Plus and to, like, the shows and things Oh, yeah. Like no, that. I know but, you're not. But, like... They do make really questionable decisions. They make very questionable business decisions, I yeah. think. Oh, yeah. And I think I think Netflix is making questionable business decisions. And HBO Discovery is... They're, they're making, all doing it. It's very God. interesting. The pivot... This pivot to streaming is not... Mm-hmm. It's not gonna work. No, but we're just gonna keep trying. Just... I'm gonna go see Glass Onion in a theater to make. I'm that's gonna be like my statement. 
Do it. Do it. Maybe I can uh, talk my dad into going and seeing it. It's a. It's gonna, I don't know if he's a, if he ever. It's not gonna be at Baxter, but it's gonna be at Stony Brook. It'll so. definitely be somewhere in Cincinnati. Oh yeah, in Cincinnati yeah. for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna go to Stony Brook, and I'm gonna be like, "This is my. This is this is how we win. This is how we win. <laughs> this is how I win." Uh, <laughs> but other movies we've seen. Other movies we've seen. Let me. There's like a lot because it's been longer than I thought. Uh, let me look at my little diary on uh, Letterboxd. I saw Weird, the Al Yankovic story. All right. <laughs> it was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe, Radcliffe is great. It's like, a, yeah, we just need more movies like that. Like, I love, like, a, just a, like, a, like, a, just good, fun comedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it had, like, a lot of funny, like, references in it. There was this, like, huge, like, Boogie Nights pool scene, like, reference, basically. Oh, and, yeah, like, we gotta watch it. All this, like, we silly, gotta watch it. just all this silly stuff. The, it was almost, like, crazy how some of it was, like, shot for shot, Bohemian Rhapsody, like, but you know, obviously, I'm making fun of it. it yeah, was, it was it was great. I laughed out loud. Yeah, had a great time. Yeah, the cameos are fun. There's just like a shit ton of fun cameos mm-hmm. in it. Um, and yeah, Daniel Radcliffe's great. It's on the yes, Roku. You is. know, watch it on the Roku yes. channel. It's great. We've got Roku. I've seen so many things. I saw, it, like almost immediately after we recorded the last one, I saw Elvis. I've seen Blonde. I've seen Don't Worry Darling twice. Um, <laughs> I've seen, um. I finally saw Petite Maman. I saw Crimes of the Future. And the ones we've already talked about. Yeah. Um, Any of those in particular you'd like to talk about? Well, I will say Don't Worry Darling sucks. Um, when I, I saw it in theaters and I was I was swept up. It is a real go-to-the-theater movie. Yeah. It is. It's beautifully shot, really. Um, the cinematographer did a great job. Florence is obviously good. But honestly, here's the thing. And I, and I said this to Irene. She is so good with almost no one to work with. Yeah. She's carrying it. I mean, her scenes with Harry Styles, you're like, what is this? Who is this man? Is the Harry Styles acting experiment over? Could it be over? Please. <laughs> like, um, and I, and I have said since I saw it in the theaters, if I, if I close my eyes when he's on the screen and I'm just listening to what he's saying... You could you could think you could be fooled that he was actually acting, and I think it's because he's a singer mm. and he does act with his voice all the time. Yeah, he knows he how performs to do. with yeah. his voice. His face, dead eyes, <laughs> dead eyes. Um, but because because Florence is so talented, you can also tell when she's phoning it in. Yeah, and there are definitely scenes in there where I was like, "You are not trying." Yeah, I know you're not trying because I've seen you try. And you are doing cliches right now. The movie's all full of cliches in the dialogue, too. The, what was... I got so mad when we were watching it. What, where she, she she does the thing where she, like, turns and looks up and she goes, what did you do? I hate when people say that. I hate when people say, what did you do? Whatever happened to... The, the, it's the virgin, what did you do? What about the Chad, what have you done? <laughs> Whatever happened to what have you done? Elegant. Classic. Um, there's also a part where he's like, they're like fighting and she goes, look at me, look at me. And she like grabs his face. Look at me. I love you so much. Like that shit. Oh my God. Um, It's so cliche. All just throughout. 
there's so many plot holes. It truly makes no sense if you think about it for two seconds. <laughs> like the act, like what's really going on. I guess I don't want to spoil it, but you, you know, you can, spoil, can spoil it. it. It's, it's on HBO Max. It's it's just like the Matrix meets the Truman Show meets the Stepford Wives. It's not that you know. Yeah, Harry's, and I think Harry Styles and Chris Pine were miscast. I've said Harry, Harry, I also think Shia LaBeouf would have been miscast, too. I don't think he would have been right for that role, either. The Chris Pine, uh, can, can run. That was, I mean, I know that was part of the Don't Worry Darling media, but still, that was something else great that Twitter gave us. It really was. Um, Chris Pine is too hot. His character is based off of Jordan Peterson. Oh. You need someone who's not so hunky. Yeah. I suggested on Letterboxd Dan Stevens. I think Dan Stevens could have done that role sure. really well. Dan Stevens hot though, but but he's a little, but he's skinny. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got a little bit more of a unique face. Yeah, Chris Pine, I love you to death. Don't don't you know, change anything. Don't honey. change, but I just don't think you were right for it. Same with it with so the other men in it are like Nick Kroll and then these other two actors who I don't know their names, but they all fit. And and you do look at them with their wives and you think, oh, him. Yeah. And it makes sense later. Um, but Harry's too hot also. And I thought that some... I, initially, I thought maybe Bill Skarsgård. Mm. But now I, I, I thought of George McKay. And I really can't get him out of my head. Oh, yeah. Like George that could McKay be would have been one. really good. Because um, he's not not hot, but he's a little weird looking. Yeah, he's a little weird looking. When they when they dress Harry Styles up in incel cosplay, to when they show what's the real world... Yeah. You're like, what the? <laughs> What's <laughs> happening here? Like, it really is so jarring. Yeah. He just looks dirty. <laughs> like, and it's like, that's not what this is. I don't know. Um, and then there's just so many. I thought it was bizarre that, or not bizarre, but like thoughtless, completely thoughtless, considering the world we now live in, that they cast the one black actress to be the the actress who like goes crazy and is like the inciting incident and it's like it's kind of like some magical black woman ass shit and i'm like olivia i mean what are are we i mean i'm not surprised but i'm like yeah exactly like why would you so stupid and then like it, it honestly i i recommend watching it yeah because it's so weird and not good there's like Like, the, when I saw it in theaters, I like I liked it and I had fun. And then when I watched it at home, I was like, oh, no. No, oh, no, It doesn't no, no. hold up at all. <laughs> like, t- once you know the twist. Like, the whole time you're waiting yeah. for the twist. The ending's stupid and sucks. Um, <laughs> like, there's a whole scene, which you may have heard about already, where they go to, like, this big party mm-hmm. of, like, the company. And it's and, and Dita Von Teese does a, does a burlesque thing. And, and it some, for some reason, it, it triggers Florence Pugh and it makes her, like, break down. And she says to Harry, we got to go home, please. I, I don't want to be here. But then Chris Pine is like, come on stage, Jack. And he promotes him in front of everybody. And then oh. Florence Pugh, like, breaks down and, like, goes in the bathroom and to, like, weep and, like, freak out. And Olivia Wilde's like, baby, what's going on? What's wrong? And she's like, Bunny, this place is fucked up. And Bunny's like, you're going you gotta hold it together for your husband. And it, it's cutting between Florence Pugh having this breakdown and Harry Styles tap dancing like a madman oh on stage <laughs> for Chris Pine. For everybody at this huge party. And it goes on so long. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like you think it's going to be like tap dancing, crying, tap dancing, crying. No, it goes tap dancing, crying, tap dancing, crying, tap dancing, crying, tap dancing, crying. Ta- like he tap dances for so long and he tap dances and it's supposed to be like, it's because he's a puppet on strings. Okay, okay. fine. But he looks crazy and he's like <laughs> flinging himself across the stage. And anytime a singer is cast in a movie... Like someone who's known for being a singer and they're not really an actor, um, but they're like they're doing a movie and they sneak in a little opportunity for them to sing. It always makes me like roll my eyes. Like, was this in their contract that they had to sing once because like Harry Styles like sings this little song like while he's like cooking. Oh, my God. And it's God. like, I don't want to. I, I know. Not, we know who interested. you are. I'm not interested. <laughs> it's a crazy movie. Beautiful, though. I do Fun. love a crazy movie. Fun stupid so stupid it really thinks it's smart too it really thinks that's, it's saying that's something. the thing that's the thing it that really, really and it's like your husband might become abusive oh my god really he might <laughs> it's just so shocking stupid. so but uh it's it's just crazy that that much drama was surrounding something so mid yeah so but yeah like it wasn't like it was do you think they knew yeah do you think they knew it was bad yeah yeah, I think they did, too. Um, I mean, you do test screenings for this kind of stuff. I right. think they knew it was bad. Yeah. Um, and so they were trying to drum up really, I mean, drum this, up the drama really to get people to go see it. The script. And I've heard that the original script, while definitely needing, you know, rewrites and stuff, was better. Hmm. And they rewrote it to make it worse. They changed everybody's names. They used to have, like, they used to be, like, Evelyn and, like, normal, like, you know. <laughs> this was something I said to Irene. I was like, I know that the people who wrote this don't know aren't aren't knowledgeable <laughs> because there's a character named peggy and a character named margaret oh and i was like peggy is short for, for margaret. margaret yeah and if you knew things you would know that yeah and you wouldn't name two characters the same name yeah but you don't know things <laughs> so you just were like those are 50s names and you gave them those names but they're the same but they're the also same. kate berlant impeccable i mean as always hilarious um entirely suited for the film a little bit of a tone shift every time she was there but love her god love her i love her more than words can say so yeah so don't worry darling was bad i'm very sure that it was it's not in my top four god (laughs) so many movies this year i feel like have just been like is it gonna be good i don't know Mm -hmm. it really has been like that they're like not that good i didn't love elvis i but I wouldn't that's say, just... I wouldn't say I loved Elvis. I did like it. And I do think Elvis is going to be in the Best Picture 10. <sighs> do I think Austin Butler has a shot? I think For he, a nom? I think Absolutely. He, I think he will be nominated. Absolutely. I, think I thought he, will he was be great. I just, because the actors are doing the nominating, and that is an, that is an actor's performance. Like for that, sure. That is an actor's... Tom Hanks' performance? Insane! <laughs> Didn't True, like it. Truly insane. Didn't like it. No, I mean, as I, I said, not a fan. when I originally I was like, what the fuck talked about Elvis on this, I was like, I just thought like the narrator, the whole like narrator. I was like, this should have been rewritten. It was not good. You didn't need this. The whole, the whole like narration is the worst part about it. Yes. The, I mean, I'm. if you love Baz, you love Baz and I love Baz. So like, I, you know, like. Yeah. I feel like. 
we've had this t- discussion before, but I just love something a little more subtle. See, and I, that's just I, not his thing, and that's fine. That's not his thing. It's fine. But I think that's why so many people do respect yeah. him, yeah. and I think that's why it will get into the Best Picture 10. Mm-hmm. Well, one, because it's Best Picture 10. Yeah. And two, I just do think that there are still so many mm-hmm. people, especially in below-the-line categories, who are like, they love, yes. they love a vision, you know, even if yes. it's not like their vision they love a vision it's why i yeah it's why nightmare alley got in last year it's because they the crafts like loved it they Mm -hmm. love a vision Mm -hmm. even if it's not the best movie yeah it's it was simply just not to my taste and there were some things that i thought were bad choices there were some things i thought were bad choices but mostly it was just not to my taste i don't disagree like i don't disagree it's certainly not i thought the stuff with mlk and jfk was so stupid it's certainly not Baz's best movie. Yeah. I do think he could have cut the fat. It yeah. could have been. It could have been twenty minutes shorter. But the scene where Elvis is like, like rehearsing that like performance, and he's like getting everybody going. Yeah. I loved that part. That was great. Austin really did a great job. I think Austin did great. I think. Yeah, I, we don't have to rehash because we've talked mm-hmm. about it a lot. But I like Elvis. Yes, I know you do. <laughs> um, but I like. Then, but I like Baz. So. Um, I've saved this for last, i.e. we don't have much time to talk about it, and I don't want to talk about it too much, <laughs> but um, I thought Blonde was pretty good. Interesting. And I think that people are being too hard on it because of the discourse. Yeah. And I think in a year, we're going to come back to Blonde, and we're going to say, well, we were wrong. We were, they were wrong about that, all that stuff. Interesting. I don't think it's to everybody's taste, and that's fine. I but think in a year, nobody's going to remember Blonde. I don't think that, actually. Really? I don't think that. I thought the some of the filmmaking stuff was quite impressive, actually. Okay. I mean, I haven't seen and, it, so I can't and say. And her performance, but... you, can, you can have your... You can question the characterization and depiction of Marilyn Monroe. Sure. But you cannot question her performance of that depiction and characterization. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, and I think she's just had a tough go of it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, on it to Armist, we mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that her career has been one of the ones that's been the most affected by the pandemic and should have been, should have had a much different trajectory than it's yeah. had. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead has just really struggled to take off yeah. because of the pandemic. Which um, is just, yeah, she's, she's, I think she's got star power. She definitely has big eyes. It's very important. <laughs> it's very important. Um, and, and the thing about Blonde is that it's not making any kind of a claim to reality. It never... The book didn't either. Mm. It's all fictional. Yeah. It's using real, you know, historical figures. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a completely fictional book. Yeah. And movie. And I think people just don't want to read disclaimers at the beginning. So, like, they just are like, it's not... It's... This didn't happen. And it's like, no one's saying it did. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're like, man. And the thing that kills me was people were like, Marilyn wouldn't want this. And I'm like, well, how the fuck do you know? Are you do have a spiritual line to her in the afterlife? Yeah. I mean, it's the what same thing. It's about? the same thing when people talk about Diana. Because yeah. that's been so much because of Spencer and then the crown. And they're like, they're like, this is, this is not how, this is not how Diana would have wanted. And I'm like, how do you know? Or like that it's like, it's disrespectful. I'm like to who? She didn't have any family. Everyone's dead who knew her, pretty much. Both She's of them. She's dead. Diana's family. Yeah. Like, Diana's family was dead, too. They're well, all she has dead. kids. Well, but I mean, at first, before she had the oh, kids. Oh, sure. But, yeah, like, like, Marilyn doesn't have any kids, any descendants. Yeah. Nobody. So who's there to feel bad about her depiction? Yeah. Just you and your weird fixations on a woman. 
Leave her alone. I'm telling you to leave her alone. People. <laughs> You're telling me to leave her alone. I'm telling you to leave her alone. She's not your friend. She's dead. Oh my god. These people are not your friends. <laughs> no. Like, yeah. So, I like Blonde. Good. Yeah. It was a slog, though. It definitely it could have been shorter. Yeah, I was like, oh, it is a long one. Long as hell. Did you watch it? No. Yeah. I just know I just know the runtime was long. Um, and, yeah, it was good. I liked it. It was good. good. I, I'm saying, yeah, it was good. I didn't, it's not just that I liked it. It wasn't great, and it had a lot of stuff. It, the talking fetus thing also has <laughs> been vastly overstated. There's no talking fetus. Yeah. There is a CGI fetus. <laughs> that recurs throughout the film every time she gets pregnant. Yeah. And you, like, see the baby growing inside of her. And then later, when she's going losing her mind, she thinks she hears the voice of the dead baby. Oh, okay. It's a separate incident. It's a separate incident. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but... The fetus itself does not ever have a little mouth that talks, which is what I was expecting. And also, and I do think that part is a little stupid. Yeah. And, but it's also not that significant of a part. Sure. So, and yeah, people are too hard on that movie, but I, you don't, nobody has to like it, but don't say that it's morally wrong, Wrong. Yeah. which is people were saying, and I'm like, you're nuts. Just chill. Yeah. For the most part, I mean, I did see those people, but for the most part, the people I respected just didn't like it as a mm-hmm. movie. They were just like, I just don't well, think it's a very good movie. I did not like it. take at all. Mm. I really was like, I completely disagree with you. I don't think I like her very much, actually, but mm. I'm going to cut this out because <laughs> I don't want to name people, but like, I know that you read her stuff. But yeah. Not all the time. I don't know. Like, a lo- I mean, I follow most her, of but the I don't, stuff, I'm not most like... Of, most of her stuff that I've read, I've disagreed with. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't think we're on the same page, babe. <laughs> I don't like, I don't ever like, there are, there are only like five or six critics whose work, whose actual work that I read mm-hmm. and not just like see their tweets. Mm-hmm. The ones that I actually care about, I like read their work. <laughs> I think a big part of why people reacted so negatively to that movie is because the movie really does turn it around on the audience Mm. and say like you did this to her and like i got you yeah and i think people couldn't handle it i think people couldn't handle that yeah that mirror being held up yeah um even though obviously we didn't do it to her because we weren't alive none of the people who were seeing the movie did it to her but you know it it's this deification and objectification of her that we continue to do ever since she's died yep we are guilty of that. And it's I absolutely true. And, and the movie says, should you be doing that? Should you be doing that? <laughs> and so then when I read pieces that are like, this movie shows this Marilyn, but that's not the real Marilyn. But then it claims to know who the real Marilyn is. I'm like, you don't know either. Nobody does. The only person who knew the real Marilyn was Marilyn. That's true. Although I will say there was, there wasn't there that interview with Andrew Dominic where they were like asking him about... Marilyn Monroe's, like, career in life, and he was basically like, yeah, I don't really know. And he, like, didn't really know that much about it. That, and he didn't, like, do any, like, research into it. <laughs> All he did was, like, adapt the book, and that was but it. But the book was well-researched. Sure. So... But I still think... I mean, and that's... It's, it, that's also just could be one of those things yeah. where it's like, he does a thousand interviews and he says something, but mm-hmm. but also it's like, you do have yeah. to... You do I, have to be like, all right, if I'm gonna make this movie and make these yeah. claims, I should... I did see that interview. I... I don't know. The text doesn't correlate with him not caring at all. You sure. See, you know what I'm I mean? Not, I'm not saying it. Yeah. I'm not saying that it correlates to him not caring. I just do think that like, that's like, eh. like, the, like the, 
like if you were to read that article or that interview and think that he didn't he didn't put any effort into an accurate depiction of her with research the movie doesn't support that mm. it seems to be like there's parts of it like but i i think that other people are arguing that the movie does support that and i'm claim. and i just disagree just i don't disagree. see it i don't yeah. see it like i saw people being like this movie only depicts her as a victim and i was like that's not true it depicts her as an it depicts her as an acting genius mm. it depicts her as someone who is so good at their craft that they can see down into the script past where the the screenwriter can even see and bring revelations to them stuff like that it really does show her as like a really talented person yeah who's like really emotional and compact like it, it's it does definitely not portray her as just a victim at all sure and when i saw people saying this movie just portrays her as a victim i was like you're being lazy and you didn't watch the whole movie that's probably i mean that could be true mm-hmm. i i'm really just repeating no i know you are i'm just i'm just playing the the, oh, the devil's advocate mm-hmm. it's <laughs> just crazy though because like, i haven't seen it so the, like feelings that she and like creates in people to yeah. where they got so mad about this movie before it was even out. You know, people have very stark feelings on some of our most famous women. It's wild in it's history. So wild. Yeah, it's 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 really like a. I think the movie is talking about that too. Yeah. So it's I like one. <sighs> but yeah, heard it here. From... Well, <laughs> you heard it here. From... I watched fire of love i'm gonna watch that and all quiet on the western front and all quiet on the western front was good not bad it is what it is it's a war movie mm-hmm. about world War one there were some interesting a few interesting moments in it that i picked out um but mostly it's just all quiet on the western front in german mm-hmm. looks good should probably get nominated in mm-hmm. in international film there you go sad mm-hmm. they'll die spoilers wow (laughs) one of the oldest movies of all yeah um Um, fire of love though pretty incredible like this i've been waiting and waiting for it to come on streaming i will say that the story that they put together for the two of them is not like as much as i wanted it to be Mm -hmm. but god the footage they took is just absolutely insane yeah how they just like the whole documentary is just either footage of them directly or footage that they directly t- t- took. Mm-hmm. And it's just incredible. Like, it's it's just mind-blowing. Like, you think that's going to get nominated? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's Yeah, it's it's yeah. mind-blowing. Yeah. I, I do it. wish it went into more a little bit more detail about, like, them and their personal relationship. But mm-hmm. then again, they're, they're, I think they did as much as they could. Yeah. Because these were, like, relatively reclusive. I mean, I don't say they're reclusive people, but they were people who... Loved each other and spent all their time on volcanoes, and so like yep. they're just all they all they know is what they wrote down right. in journals and what they filmed of each other. Right. So, yep. but um, you just reminded me. I saw the David Bowie documentary. Oh yeah, Shadering. it was quite good. Good, um, yeah, beautiful. Um, a little repetitive, but that's okay. Did make me cry. Yeah, so it's good. Fire of Love didn't make me cry because when they die, it's very undramatic. Because it's just, like, they were there. This is the last known footage of them. They died. <laughs> like, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, the volcano it's, the volcano exploded and then they weren't there anymore. It's like, like Grizzly Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only documentary I've seen this year. The only documentary you've seen this year? That has come out oh. this year. 
Um, I watched the one about Patricia Highsmith also recently, but it, it was fine. Um, there's the, uh, what's the one? What is it called? Is it Can? It won? Oh, uh, All the Beauty in the Bloodshed. All the Beauty in the Bloodshed. I do want to see that. Yeah. yeah. I definitely want to see that. I was like, yeah. So, yes, I'd like to see All the Beauty in the Bloodshed. Me too. Other than that, on the documentary front, I don't know how interested I am in many other ones, but... I'm just not a huge documentary person. Irene's really the resident doc. I like documentaries, but I do not like all documentaries, if that makes sense. Like, I have to be relatively interested in the topic Mm -hmm. um, in order... I'm not, like, one of those people that's like, any documentary about anything, I'm I'm gonna like it. Like, Like, for me, it's more about, like, the approach. Yeah. Um, If the approach is pretty typical i'm not really gonna be that excited about it yeah i mean i really like i do like a lot of stuff like fire of love where it's like oh i don't, I don't want to say found footage because there's stuff isn't found footage, right but like original yeah, archival, yeah i like that too like, i really liked the Velvet underground movie for that reason because yeah. it was so it was doing something you know stuff where it's like yeah yeah i wanted to do something and fire of love is very cool because like i said i don't think there's anything in it that isn't wasn't taken by them or is like a TV interview mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. So it has like nothing, no like original. Mm-hmm. There's no like talking heads or anything. It's just, um, it's just a narrator. Yeah. Narr- giving some narration, um, over the top mm-hmm. voiceover narration. And then the rest of it is just like their footage, which, which I like. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's good. You can piece together a literal story mm-hmm. from their own <laughs> footage. Yeah. And you don't take any new footage. I really want to watch that, um, documentary series about uh paul newman and his wife mm. whose name i can't remember right now there's about to be that docuseries too that i'm interested in on hbo about uh george jones and uh uh tammy uh why not right yes george and tammy See, george and tammy yes. which is confusing because it's jessica chastain and she was also in the eyes of tammy faye and i'm like this is too many tammies jessica yes. too many tammies yes <laughs> too many that is too many tammies jessica too many tammies <laughs> um okay Go to the movies. Yes, go to the movies. There's we so much fun. back. Fablemans is... We're uh, back. We're back. Fablemans we're, is playing this weekend. We're back. It is... Knives Out in theaters one week only. Season. Yes. I hope to see it, but I might not. Or Glass, excuse me. Glass Onion. A Knives Out. A Knives Out story? Mystery? Something like a that. A Knives Out mystery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Benoit Blanc is back. Benoit Blanc is gay. Goodbye. <laughs> He's gay. He's gay. You haven't seen that? Not Daniel Craig, but like Benoit Blanc, the character is gay. He is? Yeah. I didn't know that. Brian Johnson said <gasps> so. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, goodbye, everyone. Because we'll be sure. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at smartestpplpod, smartestpeoplepod, and you can get in touch with us at smartestpeoplepod at gmail.com. Please subscribe in whatever podcast app you like, and please tell a friend. Our theme music and interstitial music is by Scott Boyce, and he can be found on Instagram as at Scoogle, S-C-0-0-G-L-E. This is Maddie Weiner. This is Rachel Casey. Reminding you that we're the smartest people in the room. And go to the movies. Go to the theater. must be nice to always believe you know better to always think you're the smartest person in the room no it's awful